Hi, I'm Pawi, and you're listening to Rappler Podcasts. This is Hustle Inside the Industry, where we talk to professionals and find out how they got here, why they're doing what they do, and what it takes to do it. As always, this is Pawi. And I'm Tristan, and we are part of Rappler's Hustle team. Tristan, um, remind me, how long have we been doing podcasts? It's been two years. Your two year two podcast? Years. Parang ano oh. Parang yeah. the, the before times na yung nagblur na eh. I did like an indie. Okay. If you remember, I did like an indie podcast, like just myself in my my yeah. apartment a while back. But yeah, inside the industry, like we're a bit over a year old. And and here's the funny thing, you know, we seem to almost forget that what we're doing when we podcast is like also its own industry right so it's about time we finally guested another podcaster specifically the host of the go hard girls podcast she's also the head of communications for puma podcast and a sports journalist so please welcome our great friend siege tantenko Siege hi, Siege Hi, Tristan. Hi, Siege Senpai. 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 On the podcast side, what we do is we create audio documentaries that um, talk about incredible yet underrated Filipina athletes. And we talk about gender equality in sports. And then apart from the podcast, we use social media and I give talks in universities and companies to spread more awareness about gender issues in sports and really spark that conversation because we're not talking about it enough. Tristan. Are you taking notes, right? Like apparently we're supposed to be talking at universities. I don't you, but we, we like to... the professor say, <laughs> As you can tell, we we all know each other here. And one thing that I think all of us have in common among many other things is we we come from very similar like freelancer like indie origins uh with our careers for you siege uh, i've seen you hop around between uh like sports and events and now this new podcast medium which we all love um so why don't you take us all the way back tell us how you got started in your career and um how you ended up where you are today you know it's crazy because if you ask me five you have to ask me when i graduated in 2012 whether I'd be working sports, I wouldn't have predicted it, let alone working in podcasting. So I got into sports late. Um, my roots are in journalism outside of sports. Um, when I graduated, I was a multimedia producer at Jamie um, News and Public Affairs. I did that for um, a couple of years. Then I did advertising before I became a courtside reporter for the NCAA at ABS-CBN. And then from there, I started to I guess, spiral deeper and deeper into the sports world. Um, I was, you know, rapid till you make it, right? So I, I was a segment producer for the sports news show. Um, I was, you know, I eventually put up my own consultancy doing communications work for professional basketball teams. But throughout all of this within the sports landscape, I've always been a woman, right? So I see and I experience the gender gap and it's very personal to me so you know that's what 
uh, Go Hard Girls is for me. It's a way to center the experience of women and put them front and center. Um, and on the podcast industry side, Go Hard Girls um, is a show that I produced with Puma Podcast as my production, you know, the production house that helped me create it. And I kind of grew with the company, and now I'm head of communications mm-hmm. at the company rather than, you know, on top of being a host. I think the through line, like, from all that you said, parang all the fields that you enter, these are parang historically patriarchal. I mean, the world is his- yeah. historically patriarchal, but, like, the industries you mentioned, especially, like, sports, um, advertising, journalism. So, and we often talked about this in the past, na parang for you podcasting, like, what you're doing, it, it's, like, literally giving a voice to the voiceless. How did you climb up? Kumbaga, mm. How did you break the, the glass ceiling? Podcasting for me has been such a breakthrough in terms of my career in sports because it's been very liberating. Um, you know, sports, like you said, Deba, it's such a patriarchal world. Um, I often walked into rooms where I was the only woman there, if not one of two women. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of tokenism. But, you know, podcasting is such a democratic medium. Uh, here I'm able to tell stories that I might not have the chance to on TV if I was still doing TV. Um, back then, when I was a reporter and segment mm-hmm. producer, mahaba na yung three minutes, di ba, for a report, for a segment. Mahaba na yun. Um, but here in my podcast, I'm able to do 20 minutes documentary on a female athlete. Unlike, di ba, sa TV, di ba, kailangan may camera ka, uh, para problemahin mo yung budget. So most of the time, I could only record in Metro Manila. But during the pandemic, I was able to um, interview Irish Magno even mm. though she was under lockdown mm-hmm. in Baguio, you know, I'm able to just spend the whole day at the boxing facility with Nesty Petesho, um, one of the episodes so we did in the past. Yeah. And I'm able to do things like we had a three-part documentary series on them. And we had seven athletes on the show, and each of them had about an hour of interview. And I, could, I can't do that on a yeah. TV budget, right? Yeah. But with podcasting, I can. And so I think it's, it's really been a breakthrough, not just for me and my personal fulfillment, but being able to tell these stories. One of my favorite episodes in the podcast, and we talked about this, yung how in the Philippines there's no professional women's league. I mean, I think these stories wouldn't. Wow. Um, yeah. You wouldn't hear about these stories if yeah. if parang you don't have one. You don't have the avenue. Hindi mo publicly accessible pero lower and barriers to entry. And then like um, people like you, journalists, who uh, utilize this space to actually give voice a, go- a voice to the voiceless, diba? Going back earlier, you had to like juggle a lot of stuff. And prior to that, the this pandemic, right? Like, see, you and I met on a shoot, right? Like, we can't do that anymore. I mean, we're we're doing it now, and we're we're gonna be doing these uh, special remote kind of shoots. Um, I'm just curious. Compared to like your previous workload where you were like on a different whatever each day with a different client and stuff, once the pandemic hit, uh, how were you able to uh, pivot and uh, kind of build up your day-to-day workload again? In the first couple of months after lockdown was declared, it was very hard. You know, you and I, we had shoots planned, right? Yeah. We were supposed to do. Oh we met on a shoot. delaying them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we met on a shoot. It was at a university. And we were supposed to hit 
up different universities and then lockdown happened and we never got to go. So, um, you know, there was a lot of, I guess, dead air in my schedule for the first two months. But then, you know, I was able to pick it up. Um, every day I still do different work. It's just that it's all through the laptop and I'm doing it from this spot, this spot. Everything that, you know, every every yeah. guest thing I've done, every seminar I've given, it's all from this spot. So, you know, I'm back to working with a basketball team. Um, I can't physically be at the games, but I still do the work from home. Um, I'm back to, you know, like podcasting never really stopped for me. And I'm sort of back to, you know, it, it feels back to normal in a very strange way because it's the same amount of work. And it's, you know, also very spread out, except physically you're in one spot, but mentally you're spread out. You mentioned nga na parang you're back to the same amount of work in the past. And you know, right now, we have to talk about the moment that's happening in sports right now. Now, it's the Olympics. It's historic for women. See si, uh, Heidelin um, bringing home the gold. Yeah. So parang what projects are you doing right now for the Olympics? How are you participating in all of, in all of this? Obviously, you know? I'm not in Tokyo, right? But we have a mini series a mini podcast series um it's a collaboration between our company Puma podcast and inquirer sports and so i'm i get on a call with the inquirer sports editor francis who's over there in um tokyo shout out and i hope you're watching and we, hey francis <laughs> and then we we record something we record an interview i talk to him about what's going on and then we cut it up and then we turn it into a podcast um, so that's what I'm doing for the Olympics. And it's pretty cool because for Go Hard Girls, we've already done these interviews in the past. We've already covered Irish and Nesty. And we're just like, right. yeah, you guys love Nesty. Listen to this. <laughs> and, you know, my big thing for Go Hard Girls this Olympic season is I started a TikTok. The crazy thing for me about TikTok is, um, you know, how what it's teaching me about um, women, the market, potential market for people who support women in sports. Okay. You know, I started the account just last week. And then somehow we've got like one over 1,300 followers. We have over 30,000 likes. Wow. And then our TikTok on Heidi Lin is at 300,000 views. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, how is this that happening? And I love, right? And I love to see the comments because I still remember a time in the industry where people were telling me things like, you know, it's always going to be an uphill battle for women and there's not really a market for women's sports outside of volleyball. And, you know, we can't give you that coverage because people are not interested. I have the data. People want it, you know, and. I feel like a lot of people in the traditional sports industry are operating off of assumptions that don't actually come from data, mm -hmm. but rather yeah. from their own personal Amen. experience. Wow. So, for example, the idea that they think of, you know, I've heard this so many times. Most of our readers on this website are men. You know, I hear that. Like, you know, we're a sports website. 85% of our readers are men. So, you know, we're going to put out content like bikini galleries of athletes or whatever. But what they're not taking into consideration is it's not like 85% of sports fans in the whole world are men, right? 
there are a lot of female sports fans, yeah. but you're not creating content that serves them. So obviously they're not on your Yeah, website, that's still a big population. Right? Yeah. If you create content for women, the women will come, you know, the women will be like, give it to us. So going back, right, to kind of like uh, the momentum that's picking up, especially in light of these Olympic successes of this of these Filipina Olympians. Is there like now like uh, a tangible shift uh, you think siege like it's like if we have a graph is it are we really finally seeing like a move towards equality that's like constantly rising um, especially from your experience right you've been in sports uh, for a while now do you have you seen it like year after year um, especially with this latest uh, Olympic uh, highlights yeah I wouldn't say that the change is already complete. Because yeah. there are still many ways in which it's hard to be a woman. Um, you know, the pay gap still exists. We still don't have the same opportunities as guys to play. Um, I know for a fact that in the PBA, whenever I show up to work, I am still one of very few women in the room. Yeah. I am still, um, you know, I remember going on a trip pre-pandemic days it was three basketball teams outside of the country, and I was the only woman who wasn't a secretary. Wow. So, you know, it's still there. But I think the good news is that we are seeing a shift in culture where people are less accepting of women being objectified in the media. Um, I see people calling it out in a way that what just wasn't happening five years ago. Five years ago, I wrote an article about the objectification of women in sports media. And then you had these older sports writers come at me with, oh, you're so naive. You don't understand. This is what the people want. So, we've been doing this for 20 years. Who are you? <laughs> you know, and so I, I see this younger generation push back and fight back and I see the success of female athletes and how people outside the sports industry, just normal Filipinos are talking about, hey, you should support women. We should fund women. Hmm. You see all the tweets about fund women before they succeed. Don't just bandwagon on their success. Mm-hmm. These are conversations that I've been waiting to go mainstream and it's finally happening. So I don't want to say that we're there yet but i will say that we're in a much better place than we were five years ago gathering what you're saying right you were actually addressing like the kind of like global gender uh inequality as a whole global meaning like uh you weren't specifically talking about sports but what i find interesting especially because uh you kind of like the the climax of your point was like the olympic victories especially with heidelin and stuff that's just such an a symbolic apex it's you know the fact that it's sports right and it's it's like the catalyst right it's the perfect catalyst for this kind of story it's great that the women who are succeeding and are you know leading the way for us are people who look the way that Heidi Lin and Nesty mm. do yeah you know yeah it's it's women whose sports have often been sidelined mm-hmm. and yeah you know I am pretty sure someone out there, what do girls always hear? Don't lift weights because you'll get too muscular. Right. What do they say? Don't do boxing. You're going to get bruises, you know? Or, oh, you're going to cut your hair short. You look like a boy. Right? And look at Nesty. I, my comment on Nesty's Facebook post earlier was like, Pogimo, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, 
I love that that yeah. we have that diversity. I love the the fact that our medalists this year, it's a masculadang babae, and an openly lesbian boxer. I love it, and we need more of that representation for women. We keep talking about the patriarchal society, patriarchal fields, pero like. All the more in sports where it's dichotomized. That's okay, true. guys, that basketball, like, um, martial arts. Uh, We've gone this far into the conversation with all these name drops, but really, I gotta give a huge shout out to Margie Lin because, especially, for, yeah, as like she's it's she's automatically iconic just because it's the first time skateboarding is Olympics. Like I'm, I'm just hyped for that in the first place, you know. And she was a finalist. And she, talaga, eh. and she has lin. nice photo bombing game. Anyway, um, we've talked about sports. Now let's talk about the other end of the spectrum, KCG, like podcasting. So like last year, podcasting really picked up. Um, Siguro people say it's because of the low barriers to entry. Like anyone can get a mic and then record. But like, can you tell us more about podcasting as a medium? Like what are the trends? Um, paint us a picture of the current podcasting landscape. Especially like with Filipinos now entering it all the more. So the growth of podcasting globally is it's the fastest growing medium. In the Philippines, you know, it is exploding. Um, in countries like America or in the you know like United Kingdom, podcasting has already um, hit its peak. In America, they have this article now in the New York Times. It's have we hit peak podcast because it seems like everybody <laughs> yeah. has a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And then what they're actually observing is pod fade. That's a term that they use in the New York Times. Okay. Pod fade is the phenomenon of people starting a podcast, but then the average lifespan just being eight months, and people are not able to sustain beyond eight months. So as we're celebrating the growth of podcasting here in the Philippines. I think it's nice to keep that in mind that as the market continues to saturate, we're eventually going to reach that point. So if um, if we hit that point where everybody has a podcast and it's kind of like blogging, you know, you remember in the mm, days of blogging. Tumblr, you, Tumblr right? You'd have a, a couple of people who made it big. And then it was everyone else. I have a blog. I have a blog. I have a blog. And then a year later, where's your blog? Oh, it died. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, um, with podcasting, the big question is, as the market continues to get saturated, what can podcasters do to stand out? Finding what makes you different. Hey, okay. uh, it's, it's like running a business, right? Um, if you try to do something that everybody else is doing, there's going to be no reason for people to go to you if you try to be everything you know sometimes you hear people say we'll talk about anything and everything under the sun mm. <laughs> um then why should i listen to your anything and everything under the sun when i have this other guy doing anything mm. under the sun so um us at puma podcast as a company the recommendation we always give people is find something that's uniquely yours and something that you're uniquely qualified to speak about and find a hole in the needs of the people in the market. So in my case, right, Go Hard Girls, I was never yeah. going to do a, let's just talk about this week's sports headlines, Yeah. right? I was never gonna do that because you already have everyone else doing that. But by doing something that's just very me, 
which is I'm gonna do women in sports. It's gonna be a documentary. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give myself a really like hard time and yeah. make a documentary. <laughs> Damn. You know, I, I have a wonderful editor. Her name is Nina, and she makes these beautiful audio landscapes. She's amazing. You know, there's just so much nerdiness that goes into it. I know that my product is unique. And so whenever anyone is like, oh, yeah, women in sports podcast, that's us, right? So that's that would be my advice to um, where the podcast industry is headed. If you want to survive the saturation point, you need to find something that's uniquely yours. Uh, we wanted to know what's next for you. Obviously, this is like uh, definitely a peak time. We were talking about the Olympics, but uh, what else do you have lined up for the rest of 2021? Well, um, something people don't know about me because everyone knows me as the sports journalist, but I also have a second podcast. My second podcast is called What's App Araling Palipunan Dibudid, and it's all about Philippine history. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah I, 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 that's my baby. You know, people yeah. think that I'm a sports person, but, you know, I, I, I was a nerd <laughs> first. And, and, um, and WhatsApp, we have a new episode coming out soon. It's called Bakuna Matata. And oh. it's about how the Philippines was part of the first ever mass vaccination program. I think history. I knew that, yeah. First cow? Times. No. <laughs> my, yeah, my, my cow. My, my smallpox. And then the smallpox. Yeah. Wait, see, so and is it still going right now? Know. You've had this podcast going. Yeah. What's it's called WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Araling Panipunan Rebooted. We've, it's been running for over a year. Um, our most recent episode was a collaboration with the Ayala Museum. Mm. And we talked about our pre-colonial gold, um, what pre-colonial oh, societies yeah, were like. So beautiful. Yeah. And we spoke with the curator of Ayala Museum who put the whole exhibit together and she was telling us about how um, the gold was actually collected by uh, Leandro Luxin and his wife Cecilia. So Cecilia was an archaeologist and so um, what they did was this was in the 70s during martial law um, there was this gold rush and they knew that if the gold wasn't bought up by you know responsible people it would just end up being chopped up to pieces then you wouldn't oh. be able to preserve the culture so they used their wealth to buy over a thousand gold pieces and they hid it in their house because wow. this was martial law oh and they didn't want anyone taking it so they just hid it in their house and you know so so so, so she's on the podcast and she just shares stories from the museum nice. and yeah I, we're very proud of that and um i don't want to give it away but um something very exciting is happening with that podcast well we'll stay tuned we'll stay tuned for it so see if you have any bits of advice for like those who want to pursue the paths that you've taken like in sports and in media parang give us those tips <laughs> well so i want to give tips for both podcasting mm. um and for sports and then for women okay so for podcasting my advice to anyone who wants to get into podcasting is be different uh invest in your podcast quality so um you know go into it with a plan 
um, make the effort to have good sound quality, sound design, if you can create an immersive experience for your listeners. That's my advice for podcasters. The second one, if you're wanting to work in the sports industry, I would just challenge you to go into it with a mindset of not seeing it as a fixed industry. A lot of people go into sports and think, well, this is just the way that it is. Um, I want to challenge you to have the imagination to think of what it could be. You know, it could be a better place for women. It could be a better place for um, the LGBT community. It could be all of these things. And the way we move the industry forward is with imagination. And then my third advice for women in workplaces everywhere is that you need to own your space and you need to use your voice. Because whether or not your workplace is as overtly patriarchal as sports, um, you are going to find yourself in situations where as a woman, you are going to get sidelined. And sometimes it will happen on purpose, sometimes it will happen accidentally. But the only way that you um, can be assured that you get a fair shake is if you take that for yourself. So take that space, um, take the microphone or whatever metaphoric thing is there in your office and hold that space because you deserve to be there just as much as anyone else. Yay! We're going to wrap things now, as we always do, with the play of the week. We talked a lot about work. Now let's talk about play. Any fun activities or recommendations for our listeners to unwind from the busyness of business? Siege. Ooh, yeah. Well, obviously, we're all watching the Olympics oh, right now. That's a given. So I won't yeah. even. That's a given. Um, for me, right now, what I'm watching is Itaewon class. I'm a bit late. I know it came out last year, but I didn't get to watch it. Um, I'm really enjoying it because I, I can relate to the grind of oh, such a you know it's a small business going up against a big business. Yeah. You know that's how I you know that's how you're always gonna feel. In school, you're doing it started in work. school also. Yeah, yeah like I felt that. You know. <laughs> Mm, I was like, oh, everyone had a bully, right? And, and but I think if anyone who works in small businesses or startups or in advocacy work is going to relate hard to the themes in Ithilan class, so I like that. And I am also re-watching Battlestar Galactica. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. So wow. that's, more, that's uh, what I've been doing. Yeah. Nice. We talked Did about you this watch that? anyway. Do you have a favorite character? Tristan? No. Nah. I'm I'm into sci-fi, pero I like kasi at that time, kasi provincia, wala man ako like access. I only had DVDs, so parang Battlestar had so many episodes and yeah. I didn't get into it. Pero like I'm getting into the other works mm-hmm. near all of the more right now. Like yes, um for all for all mankind. So that's a new show that I wanna get into. So it's an Apple TV Plus. Um I'm watching another K drama. So I'm watching nevertheless. It's about um basically you know you mga taong yung mga guys na andam red flags. But then there are um there are girls like who should know better. And I'm stereotype na they should know better, but they keep falling for these guys and diving red flags. Mm-hmm. So it's basically that. So it's High it's school. a frustrating watch. Yeah, high school, oh. college, and you know, si Jaira, our producer, parang madam-daman yung Shout out to Jaira. 
in the background of our chat. Anyway, so th that's the basic concept. It's based on a manual or a webtoon. So that's basically the equivalent of um, manga for your Koreans. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna recommend a a platform uh today that I realized hey I've never mentioned this as a play of the week and that's Discord. Uh, for anyone who's played Among Us, you've probably used Discord. <laughs> um, um, but I used it before. It was cool. Nah, anyway, <laughs> gamers uh were really like the the early adopters right of Discord, especially if you're like a PC gamer. I used it for like stuff like Overwatch, but it's definitely been a regular part of my life now what's so interesting about discord is back when it first came out it was really just like a, an audio chat app right that that allows you to audio chat while you're playing games so you don't have to like leave the leave the game to to just to chat or whatever uh but now it's like expanded so much as tristan said he's used it for ed educational purposes i use it for like yeah. inhumans i use it to hang out with um shout out to my ricky lee's script writing workshop fellow graduates and stuff so we were just like drinking on discord last night but we also work on discord we have like a specific channel like a it's called writing cafe where like you just we're just not a mute you just have a friend there and then you're just writing like quietly uh next to each other so to speak so yeah discord for everyone um out there um i think at this point it's it's an app for for every, anybody and everybody to to do some stuff with it so, we yeah. use discord also in the office there you go. Game. Oh wait, wait. So we had what educational <laughs> setting for Tristan. I didn't even. We didn't even say gaming yet. No, for gaming work. Gaming is great. Yeah. And then now we have academic, no. So group na tayo pala academic. But anyway, <laughs> see, um, it's it's been a pleasure. I'm sure a lot of people want to keep up more uh, with your journey and the kind of work you do. So how can people? Uh, follow you and on what platform so for me personally you can find me on twitter facebook and instagram at siege the day that's c-e-e-j the day and then go hard girls obviously so um we're on spotify apple podcasts wherever you get podcasts just look for go hard girls we have um we have new episodes coming out and we have older episodes that i'm sure you would love so we're also on social media. We're on Facebook um, and TikTok as mm -hmm. Go Hard Girls PH, and we're on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Go Hard Girls. So nice. please join us and let's support Filipina athletes. All right, we, we'll we'll hop on right there too. Um, you can also follow your hosts. By the way, I'm mostly on Instagram and a little bit on Twitter at Powi Fiction P A W I Fiction. Tristan Zinampan. Okay. And all platforms like Twitter. IG, pero hindi ako social media savvy. So anyway, Siege, uh, again, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure I'm going to see you real soon for some other uh, fun work. Um, thanks for joining us. This was fun. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Pauly and Tristan. Thank you out there for listening and watching. If you haven't already, please follow Rappler on all platforms. You can catch us on Kumu by following Rappler.com, Rappler, D-O-T-C-O-M. And you can follow the Hustle Inside the Industry podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you a new episode every Monday so you can start your week with a little motivation.